Hello, and welcome back to the WordPress Edge podcast, the ultimate destination for professionals looking to harness the power of WordPress for large-scale enterprise solutions. I'm your host, Landon DePasquale, enterprise web strategist at AmericanEagle.com. In this episode, we're going to the edge with WordPress and HubSpot. How do they fit in an enterprise architecture? I'm excited to discuss this topic with Stephen Legault, Partner Director here at AmericanEagle.com. Stephen, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it, Landon. Happy to be here. So, Stephen, give us a little background about kind of who you are and what you do here at American Eagle. Yeah, so I've been uh, with the company for a little over six years. Um, I manage relationships with some of our technology partners, of which HubSpot is one, some of our CRM partners, email marketing, marketing automation, and then some of our digital agency partners that kind of do similar similar work to us, but maybe have a specific niche or a a slant that's a little bit different than us, then that complements what we do. Uh, so sort of bridging technology people process for, for client satisfaction. Awesome. So we're here to talk about HubSpot yeah. and how it relates to WordPress. Let's start with who is HubSpot for? Yeah. So HubSpot is um, it's a unique player in this space. So it was started uh, in the early 2010s, late, late aughts primarily as an email marketing platform and CRM, and it has continued to grow to being sort of Salesforce's main competitor, I think, in the space. So what they offer in a lot of different ways spans the breadth of the market, you know, different free versions of things, different starter versions of things, all the way up to multinational, you know, large enterprise scalability. The problem, I think, or not not necessarily problem, but sort of they cater to so many people that that question is often asked. You yeah. know, folks that are mom and pops, my first CRM, my first email marketing platform, HubSpot can be a fit for. We have customers that are, you know, huge enterprise, multinational, um, that are using it in obviously completely different ways, but it it also serves their needs too. So I think that's both a, a strength as well as potentially a detriment because, you know, in the similar way to when folks ask us, who do we build websites for? The answer really is anyone. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. So I think where they're trying to position themselves is this upper mid-market moving into enterprise. They're never going to get away from their roots of a CRM and marketing automation solution that is, um, the, the barrier of entry is, is low, it's attainable, and you can scale with it. Got it. And so what I'm hearing from you is HubSpot is suitable for enterprise and it does scale well into those enterprise situations, but it has the flexibility to handle much smaller implementations. Yeah, well. the root of it is is growing up, you know, sort of where they're maturing is more enterprise complex customers, you know, moving into that space. What Salesforce is in relation to it as its most primary competitor, I think, is you can build whatever you want with Salesforce, yep. right? You can do whatever you need to. HubSpot is much more restrictive in the sense that you can't really change the software too terribly much, but that serves a lot of people, yeah. right? It becomes a, I don't need all of this. I need basic yep. X, Y, and Z, but can scale, you know, for use, uh, you know, to, to large customers. Tell me a little bit about the roles that HubSpot fulfills. Yeah, so it's comprised of, of five hubs. Underlying uh, under all of these is a core customizable database, contacts, companies, you know, opportunities, deals, and tickets. But it, it's five hubs are sort of their you know feature sets, if you will. So it's bread and butter where it was originally came from as marketing, marketing hub, email marketing automation, paid ads, social media, 
landing pages, uh, a blog, those suite of tools uh, belong to Marketing Hub. Sales Hub is your CRM pipeline management. So opportunities, prospecting, forecasting, those sorts of things. Their most recent mature product, I guess, is, is the CMS Hub. And it's a it certainly serves a need for a particular folks um, that have some of the other suites. But that's sort of the newest, you know, full, full scale hub. Service Hub is their customer service offering, a knowledge base, customer service ticketing portal, you know, sort of management on, on your CS teams. And then underlying all of this, I don't know if you are familiar with the, the technology PySync uh, back in the day. HubSpot purchased PySync and then built that into the tool and what they're calling Operations Hub. And Operations Hub is sort of a data automation cleanliness suite of tools that helps sort of manage the, you know, day-to-day -day of, of data cleanliness, data quality, helps you identify duplicates, custom webhooks with other solutions like WordPress and, and you know, some extensibility there. Um, but that's not really a it's something that you purchase alongside, you know, some of these other things to make that tool set better. So those are the five that they are in practice today. But where they're going, I think, has a lot more use cases with something like WordPress uh, in time. Yeah. And I realize we're, what, eight, nine minutes into this podcast about WordPress. We're just starting to talk about <laughs> WordPress now, but we felt it was important to set the stage for full familiarity with HubSpot before we get into what are the benefits of working with WordPress yeah. and HubSpot together? So one of the things about WordPress and HubSpot that I find are in sync is there the the UI is not terribly different to achieve similar marketing outcomes. So HubSpot has tools for you to be able to build landing pages and they're, you know, built in the same way to, you know, uh, one of the the page builders like Elementor or even sort of the block editors that that WordPress has, not dissimilar. But together they are a low barrier of entry enterprise product suite, right? So we have customers that have large scale WordPress installations with, you know, WordPress is sort of the display layer where, you know, it's, it's being driven by content in different places. HubSpot working with WordPress is, is really an augment because it's, it's marketing automation and the power of better understanding, you know, how customers are arriving at your site behaviors that you can then use for segmentation for, for further outbound. WordPress is an easy platform for HubSpot to work with. HubSpot also has a WordPress plugin that is effectively HubSpot inside WordPress. We have a couple of customers that use it. And for marketing purposes, they don't necessarily need to go into HubSpot to, to manage that. If I'm updating forms, for example, I mean, integration with WordPress is a lot of, of forms, uh, tracking codes. We can iframe specific content into and out of. But it's not necessarily, you're not moving users back and forth because of, of what they have together natively, right? So a WordPress user already exists in HubSpot and vice versa. So I think that it's a, it's a natural augment to, to the tool. And, and if somebody has WordPress and they're interested in marketing automation, the UI of email marketing building is not going to be dissimilar to your page building in, in WordPress. It's going to feel similar. So a lot of our customers that have one or the other, they can, you can see that light bulb kind of go off you know, moving it that way. Um, and that's obviously the basic level, right? So much more can, can occur within each of these things. You know, if we're thinking about you know, the automation engine of HubSpot allows you to build and segment and provide different behavior triggers on web properties and web actions. So, you know, something like a 
HubSpot calls them a custom behavioral event. You can track on a non-HubSpot page, so something like WordPress, particular button clicks, particular exit actions, and build automations on the back of that to display different content via some of your landing pages or outbound email content, tying somebody's experience from the web to the information that they're going to receive from you on another outbound channel. Those sorts of things are, are, are where, where a lot of the fun stuff uh, comes into play. And the, the barrier of entry, I keep saying that, but it's true. The, the barrier of entry is so low. And integration is not a technical endeavor for, for these two. That it becomes easy to say, these people are performing these actions on my WordPress site. I want to be able to segment them, provide different content, you know, personalize what, what I can in HubSpot because of that that I don't think exists with two enterprise solutions like this natively, really anywhere else. Yeah, and I mean, as you describe the history of HubSpot, it sounded really similar to WordPress, right? It started as this kind of smaller mom and pop, anyone can use it offering that then grew into this enterprise offering. And what we're seeing is that ability to scale up to those enterprise offerings means that there is flexibility for it to fit into a really unique niche around that ability for someone to very easily without developers leverage the power of HubSpot and WordPress together to get exactly the sort of marketing automation, lead gen and nurturing pieces, yeah. all of the data collection, it all just happens there. That's hugely powerful for enterprise organizations. Yeah, and it's not no developers huge, right? The not not requiring development resources. This is all market I mean both of these tool sets are by developers for marketers, right? I mean, the, that, that's the, you know, what, what they're trying to do. So being able to take a form that you've created in HubSpot with, you know, particular segmentation to display that form or not display that form on a WordPress page based on data that you've already collected in HubSpot is, I mean, being able to do that out of the box without calling your, your, your dev shop, you know, provides some of those opportunities that I don't think many others can. And the ease of use and workflow you know, some of our users uh, are saying the same thing. It's it's easy to do. Not only is the, the you know, is it not complicated, but it it is easy. And with what you're describing, that means you've got a really low barrier to getting new content out and tracking that new content and getting automation around it. It means that enterprise organizations that need to pivot quickly to yep. market trends are able to do that without any real downtime. Uh, it also means your return on investment is huge for the amount of money that you're spending for this level of enterprise engagement. The thing that I think HubSpot wants to get into, and this is really going to be interesting, and you alluded to it a little bit, is, is content. I think that there is a world, and I'm not sure, I don't, again, these are rumblings from some of the things that we're hearing from, from the HubSpot ecosystem and what they were talking about at their inbound conference. But one of the things that they're trying to move toward, I think, is becoming a content hub pardon the, the pun, but you have, con you know, if your marketing automation tool is where a lot of your outbound content is, right? Your, your website is built for inbound in a lot of different ways. You know, outbound is, is, is what HubSpot can provide. Why not be able to use that content to other applications? And I think that that is sort of where they're going to be driving towards. We obviously know that uh, WordPress can be used in a, in a headless fashion, displaying content from, from anywhere. And I think that this integration or, or these, these two products are going to be a little more closely knit in time. 
because of where HubSpot wants to go. Um, I think I mean, that's kind of my, you know, reading between the lines. But you know, being able to generate content within HubSpot that you can display on HubSpot landing pages, on your WordPress homepage, on you know WordPress product pages, displaying some of the the personalization that exists in HubSpot for email, you know, social on the front end of the site is is where I think the natural evolution of where HubSpot wants to go is. You mentioned a little bit the tire connection between HubSpot and WordPress. How does that connection help unify marketing and sales in an enterprise organization between those two tools? So WordPress is going to be the primary layer uh, of somebody's interaction with you at the beginning. What we want HubSpot or, or what HubSpot is meant for is understanding those behaviors in, in order to better deliver information to users to make some of those informed sales and marketing decisions. So installing, you know, tracking pixels where we're, we're following button clicks, not just page views, but button clicks by individuals that you have uh, been interacting with in your targeted accounts, you know, from a sales perspective. Those sorts of things are just configuration on the HubSpot side. It becomes incredibly easy to say, let's take a stab at this. We know this page on our WordPress site is high performing and people that reach this page or convert from this page you know, X, Y, and Z, they're, they're, they're more likely to close than, than others. Well, then we need to be doing everything we can to drive people to that page and then understand immediately when they have converted on that page and act quickly. So if we have some of that data, right, we're being able to, to within HubSpot, say these page views you know, show me all of the deals that have been closed or created where that user has also viewed X page on the site. Well, then it becomes incredibly easy for you to say this page needs to be involved in our funnel. This needs to be in you know some of the backlinks to some of our social posts. This needs to be involved in some of our nurture campaigns. And immediately upon a, a conversion, notifications to those sellers, this happened on this page. We can you know flag that for those people. The efficiency, I think, is really where you know these enterprise sales teams can see some of that value. Uh, and again, without you know, there's no development in the box. Not to say that you can't. I mean, we have some customers that are custom webhooks to their other applications and, you know, all sorts of things that are that are fun stuff, but it's not required to hit that value, you know, for, for a lot of these folks. You know, we talk about on the personalization side, and I'm sure you do on, on, on the WordPress side, this crawl, walk, run approach. The same sort of thing can be applied within the integrations between these two tool sets. First, let's get our forms integrated and tracking pixels set up where we need them to be. Then capture and measure data, understand who's doing what, and build automations off of those. If you visited X page two or three times, which HubSpot can read from your WordPress site, and have not done X, Y, or Z, which we know is the higher value conversion or higher value action, what can we do to coax you to that? You know, So we're building... We're allowing users to tell us where they want to be sent, where if I am sent here, it's more likely that I'm going to convert. So those kinds of things are, are I think, the, the interesting piece of these two together. Obviously, their tools and strategy is going to come into play and, and, and putting together the right mix of, of things for you as an organization is going to be paramount. But these are wonderful tools to help accomplish those things. You've mentioned a couple times personalization. Uh, and one of the things that we uh, suggest on our side is always to start with email marketing personalization because it's so much easier to do than website personalization. Oh, yeah. If you haven't gotten 
email personalization down yet. You need to focus on that before you try and personalize your website. With HubSpot and WordPress together, though, I think those lines get blurred a little bit and it's a little bit easier to leverage in that personalization. Would you say that that's true? Uh, absolutely. Especially if you have authenticated experiences at all on the WordPress side, where we know I'm a, I'm a user because I have input my credentials and now I'm, I'm here. I'm receiving personalized email from HubSpot. Hey, Landon, thanks for visiting us at our last event. We'd love to see you again. Click here for a promo code. I, you know, if you have to go and log in, you know, to that space, we HubSpot and WordPress can talk to one another and say, this person arrived here via this email. And because of that, we can display content X, Y, and Z. These are, you know, this is our 300 and 400 level personalization tools, but, but you're exactly right that individually they are not terribly difficult. Uh, together, they're incredibly powerful. One of the things that, at least my perception is that we've been seeing is more HubSpot and WordPress builds together in the same technical stack. What efficiencies are you seeing in that common pairing between the two? A lot of the design for front-end sites is easily translated to design assets within HubSpot. So because HubSpot natively, it's, the entirety of it is very similar to WordPress. There's no programming. It's design and then front-end development. So if you're building a, a WordPress site, same, same sort of thing, or very little programming for a, a lot of that. The front end of that, those designs are able to be moved between each other, you know, without changing or modifying too much between the two of them. So we see folks that are taking on a WordPress site where they're interested in marketing automation and they're interested in a CRM or, or email marketing tool. We often say, let's do these things together because some of what we can provide from a strategy perspective is aligned with, you know, building the entirety of that campaign. This person belongs to this segment. We send them this email. These pages in WordPress belong to this tag, these kinds of content. If we're capturing that information in HubSpot, we can re-engineer you know, that person's journey with us. So I think that they are natural complements to one another um, as part of a, a larger digital transformation. We've seen some success with folks that are implementing HubSpot sort of in the beginning of a larger WordPress build to build their database around some of the behaviors that they want to better mirror and to deliver on the WordPress side. So we have a large customer, multinational auto customer that did exactly that. They implemented HubSpot to better understand where their conversions were occurring, who was spending time on some of those places because they can see it in both places. I clicked this email. I spent time on this page. I clicked on this, this CTA. And because of that, I think that it informed where they went ultimately with their WordPress build. This is, these are the kinds of assets that we want to be front and center. So I, I think in tandem or, or very close together is, is really where these implementations make a lot of sense. We've already touched on sort of the why they work you know, in tandem, but I think the implementation of the two of them in tandem is also really beneficial and, and becomes this not necessarily a big bang, but there's going to be a lot of value earned very quickly when both are live. Do you have an example of a success story where you've seen WordPress and HubSpot work together well? We have a large, uh, I mentioned this a, a little bit earlier, a, a large, you know, sort of national auto, uh, auto industry client of ours that HubSpot, WordPress, and Salesforce is part of their ecosystem. And what they're doing is sort of allowing each of the other systems to dictate uh, and drive content and the experience for the other. 
So, you know, Salesforce is their source of truth for their selling, you know, their, their customer information and HubSpot is their all things marketing and they have lots of marketing automation trees and workflows based on different behaviors. And is this the first time that you visited one of our, our events? Is this the 50th time you visited one of our events? Are you this participant? Are you this kind of participant? Um, and because of that, they're also layering in the behaviors that somebody has on the front end of that site to better sort of branch out within those larger segments. So, you know, HubSpot becomes an easy place for us to say, I am customer A, I'm customer B, I'm prospect A, I'm prospect B at the highest level. If we're building automations based on their behaviors as well, we can say, I'm prospect A that has done X, Y, and Z and not B. I'm prospect B that has done, you know, Y and Z, but not X. And because of that, the content that I'm receiving prior to an event or post an event becomes a lot more tailored to my experience or what they assumed was my experience based on you know other segments and other cohorts of people that way. Um, a little bit more down market, we have some customers that are doing some of the more rudimentary things that we're talking about, some of the lead scoring based on pages viewed in HubSpot, bubbling those things up and, and creating opportunities for people that, you know, hey, by the way, this person has visited this three times, it's our pricing page. We're counting that as you know a ten point page versus some of the other ones are half a point. You know we understand those sorts of uh, of rules without any integration required. I mean we're talking about a tracking pixel that's installed at the footer of the theme in WordPress and and building out some of these lead scoring and lead nurturing campaigns based on behaviors that that we're looking for somebody there. So as enterprises as as auto customer can be even the 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 basic things that they're doing within you know, the ecosystem, you know, within, with both of these tools is incredibly powerful for them that you as a user don't really tie together. You know, it's like, I am this customer and I visited this page and I went to this event and all of my communication is revolved around those experiences of myself. And maybe that's not Netflix style personalization where this is what's next up for you. And because you watched this, everybody else watched this. But it's still a nice experience for for me, right? The, they're delivering something that feels about me, that that isn't necessarily e or difficult for for them to accomplish either. Awesome, Stephen. Is there anything else you wanted to mention about that connection between HubSpot and WordPress before we finish it up? No, I think you know ultimately uh, I'm really excited about where they're going to go. I think that content is going to be the core of what they of what HubSpot wants to do, and then with uh, with WordPress's flexibility, it's incredibly easy for us to see, at least from this view, the application. You know, WordPress is scalable and so much more secure than than five, ten years ago. It is a uh, you know truly an enterprise tool set that I think will only be aided with other tools that are going to meet it where it lives. So HubSpot's content, however this takes shape, and I'm sure they're going to call it Content Hub or try to call it Content Hub, um, something like that where information that you're publishing across landing pages, emails, social, where you're where you're you're marketing to the people, that same language without having to type it into two different places can be piped that way. I can only imagine some of the possibilities that we're going to be able to see with, with automation on the backside of that. So really excited to see the molding of these two these two tools even more so than than they already are. Awesome. Steven, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thanks all. Thanks again for joining us at the edge. I am your host, Landon DePasquale, and until the next episode, feed your WordPress obsession. 
For more information about today's episode and the topics discussed today, check out our dedicated WordPress Edge landing page at AmericanEagle.com Studios. 